0: Welcome to the Marble Forest Quarantine Edition. Bum bum!
1: do it turned into, I, I couldn't remember the Law and Order theme song. It changed. So, it changed. It's so much more fun now. Yeah, I have, uh, it's St. Patrick's Day also, and I am double fisting this podcast. Happy St. Patrick's Day from quarantine. Yeah. This will be in your ears hopefully tomorrow, because like I have nothing better to do with my life. <laughs> Our state isn't officially on a full quarantine. Uh, but everything is canceled. Everything is canceled. I still have to work. You do still have to work. I technically still have to work. I don't home. work from home. Though. That's what this setup is in the podcast studio right <laughs> now is my work from home setup, my two screen system. I do not work from home. Um, So it's been very frustrating for me
0: personally, because I work around a lot of people.
1: Yeah. You know i just been thinking recently, well, what if I actually need toilet paper at this point in time? <laughs> <laughs> because, like, y'all bitches be crazy. Oh, my God. I know. I went to Target,
0: like, two or three days ago because I was like, shit, you know, if we're actually going into a full quarantine, I need to buy some deodorant. Because, like, <laughs> not going to smell in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I probably already have. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. But I was like... I'm going to go buy deodorant and maybe just a couple other things just to cheer me up because I have a lot of anxiety right now. So, I went and I was like, out of curiosity, I'm going to go check all the areas. Do you know the people near us are so bougie? All of the soap was gone at Target except except the generic off-brand soaps. Really? (laughs) Yes.
1: Bitch, that's all I bought. (laughs) All of the off-brand soap was still in stock. And I was just like, it's like, like the thoughts that I've been having is, you know, wouldn't it be nice to have one package of toilet paper? Because, like, I am running a little low, but I can definitely make it at least another week and a half, you know? And then, oh, you know what would be also be really nice? One singular bottle of hand sanitizer for myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, like, two or three years ago, I bought a shit ton of hand sanitizer. Like, are you willing to, like, share some hand sanitizer? Because I would love one for my vehicle. I mean, I have a big one. Like, a huge oh. one. So I bought a bunch because we had, like, they turned
0: off our water or something because they were doing repairs. And I was like, I ain't not washing my hands. So I bought this huge-ass bottle of hand sanitizer. It used to be in the townhouse's bathroom.
1: That oh, huge-ass oh, yeah, bottle. Oh, yeah, that huge bottle. Yeah. I still have most of that bottle. <laughs>
0: wow. So I'm just going to refill my little car bottle. Yeah take that
1: with me yeah i have i have literally no hand sanitizer because like i don't know i'm a cleanly person and i wash my fucking hands but like also like i don't carry a bottle of hand sanitizer around i do but i'm a crazy person so but now the i feel like i need to have a bottle of hand sanitizer i cannot find one for less than like you know 50 bucks for a one ounce bottle of fucking hand oh, I sanitizer. I, um,
0: the one I have, I had because I bought it for like when I go to conventions. I used to, I like to have one in my purse because like there's a lot of people there and you usually will get sick. Um, so I bring one and I had two left in my bedroom. So I was like, I'm gonna bring one of these in my car and at least to have it in my car for when I get out of work to, into my car so I can just, I'll wash my hands, but I can still like just feel safer. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, it's all about feeling safer, yeah. At this point in time, but but we're here to bring you laughs and giggles. Yeah, it's been a wild time, Hashtag guys. quarantine edition. We're trying to make it fun because it's been wild. Um, our governor of the lovely state of Michigan pretty much sounds like she about to shut this bitch down at any moment. Yeah, I mean, like the our point- schools
0: are shut down, our
1: restaurants are shut down. Yeah. So, uh, Amber is going to go home with air, our spare mic that is never plugged in. Yeah, because we,
0: it stopped working and we never figured out how to fix it. And we, well, we never really needed
1: it. It's yeah. mostly just been us. Yeah. And so she's going to take home the spare mic and if this podcast needs to go virtual, it will. This podcast is going on the road.
0: You mean, like, from my house to your house? Yeah. Like, that stretch
1: of road. That's That stretch of road. Yeah, but, like, we're the not actually going to touch the road. I think it's seven miles, actually. We're going to just be in our houses on our couches. Yeah. I'll still be in here. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> not going to change where I am. I'm still going to be here in the podcast studio because this is where I've set up my home base. I mean that's fair. I wish I could set up. And my new laptop is, in theory, coming tomorrow. The tracking says it's in Michigan. Oh. So hopefully before everything gets turns into the apocalypse, I get my brand new laptop my brand new gaming laptop. That'll be nice. Um, because I'll need to be able to support Discord and recording at the same time. Yes. (laughs) So. Have
0: you done anything new and exciting since the last time we recorded besides all of this? I mean, this is like the newest,
1: craziest thing to be happening right now, but I sewed that. Nice. It's supposed to be a jumpsuit and a jacket, but you can you can see I haven't put the pants on yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, what have I done? I'll
1: probably finish this if we go into full quarantine. There you go.
0: Good thing to do. I officially booked my wedding. You did! I mm-hmm. fully forgot about that. I'm so excited. I officially booked it for next year, April 3rd. So 4321. Yay! Which I'm super excited about. I'm so excited. I'm also really excited because the DJ that so my friend recommended this DJ. They didn't go with it, but she's like, they have really good prices. You should check them out. And they're like a DJ and photographer. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna a check them out. DJ
1: photographer. So
0: sounds super cool. So I checked them out, and they had a really good price. And I was like, "I'm gonna book." I emailed them; they were filled, and I was so bummed. Oh no! And then they emailed me back two days later. It's like we had a wedding cancellation for that day. We have a pho- um, DJ service and photo booth still available. Do you want? Oh, they it? do a
1: photo booth. They do a photo. Oh, booth so not too. like a photographer. No, they have a photographer for- also. But so they- like for your wedding photos.
0: <laughs> yeah. So like they have. A wedding photographer, a DJ, and they have a photo booth, too. So, like, I was going to try to do the full package because the full package was, like, a super good deal, and it was all three of those things. Yeah. But the package for just the DJ and the wedding uh, or, like, and the photo booth is super, like, a good deal, like, a really good deal. So, I was, like, I want it. So, I'm e-billing him back and forth, and he's, like, okay, you have to pay the deposit at the same time you sign the contract. It has to be within a week and blah, blah, blah. I was, like... What's the well, like
1: deposit?
0: It's half of the payment. Oh. So I was like really, really bummed because I was like, I'm not going to be able to pay this deposit within the week. So I just like, I put it off over the weekend. And I finally emailed him and I was like, sorry, I don't get paid till Friday. So I'll, I'll follow up with you Friday and then we'll continue from there. I don't want to hold you, you know, since like I'm sure you have other people who want business. I hope you still have the date available Friday. And he t- emails me back. And he's holding my date for me, even though I can't get paid and I don't get paid until Friday.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: And I'm so happy about it. (laughs) I'm super excited. Things are going really well with the wedding planning front. I've got my venue. I pretty much have my DJ. I just need a photographer, which I found a good, decent priced photographer online when I was looking. And that's pretty much it. Because I have an officiant, they're doing all my food, they're doing my cake, the wedding venue is. I'm doing your
1: engagement photos. Mm-hmm. Lexi's probably doing your flowers.
0: Yeah. But I'm super excited for that. That's honestly the one thing that's keeping me extremely sane right now. Is your wedding is planning? Is wedding planning. Oh, that's awesome. It's just because it's I've got something to look into. I've got something to do and to keep my mind busy and like, it's nice to have something to actually
1: like, focus
0: my energy into.
1: Oh, not just alcoholism like me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could go there. Let me tell you, I've spent $150 on alcohol. That that has been... So the most money that I have spent for the possibility of preparing for a full-scale quarantine is $150 <laughs> in alcohol. And let me tell you, I bought four 12-packs and a six-pack, and I'm already through... <laughs> Two 12-packs and the six-pack. Wow. And then I also have a couple of fifths and bottles of wine. Yeah. Like, because you definitely got to have the bottles of wine.
0: I really didn't prepare too well. We went grocery shopping, like, right before every, like, like, right the, I think it was the, on Thursday, I think it was the day, like, everything started hitting the fan. Yeah. And I really realized how bad it was until I went to the grocery store. And it was awful. And I... We went grocery shopping. We barely could get anything that I wanted. Mm-hmm. But my mom was like, don't panic. I have a lot of stuff. Your grandpa has enough food up north to feed 10 people for six months.
1: We're good. And I'm like, I also okay. have a decent amount of food because when when people were talki- talking about how it could get bad as it was in other countries, I just went and I bought a bunch of like meat and I froze it and I like hamburger helpers and shit. Yeah. So, like, I can, like, make decent meals. They're not healthy meals. Like, how I've been eating, which I'm just going to gain all of the weight back.
0: Well, that is kind of unfortunate, like, because that's how I feel, too. Like, I'm trying to lose weight and, like, eat better. And it's, like, I don't... For non-perishable food and things that are going to last me if we do have to go into some sort of quarantine, it's... Gonna be unhealthy. Yeah. Now what I'm hearing is they're still keeping grocery stores open. Yeah. But you're gonna want to yeah, not Yeah, like leave your in house. Italy,
1: grocery stores are still open. Right. But you have to like have proper documentation and go through a whole bunch of shit to prove that you're not an infected being. Right. To even leave your home.
0: Yeah. But yeah, we should move on into stories. So we're gonna we're
1: let's let's drive on in. We're driving on in. I have a coin. On the squeaky chair, because I am trying to trust myself to not squeak the chair while we record. I believe in you. I don't know where it went. It is me. It's you? It's me. Wow. Shocker. Okay. I'll just continue to double fist my drinks and hopefully not get too <laughs> drunk while you talk about your story. <laughs> um, I am going to finish the Bridgewater Triangle
0: today. Finish the Bridgewater Triangle. Yes. I mean... There is so, so much I could talk about. Like, yeah. honestly, I could rabbit hole into this. Like, there's there's so much. But I'm just going to kind of go over a few more, like, separate, smaller incidents or things. Just to kind of give a fuller idea of what the full area is. But, like, there's plenty of information out there. If you want to go, like, read all about it, you are more than welcome to. I just feel like this is, like, almost the third episode
1: on it. Yeah, it is the third episode on it. Yeah, It's not almost the third episode. It is the epi- third episode on it. So, like, It's definitely the third episode.
0: Instead of going area by area for each one, I thought I just would wrap up more stuff that happens in the Bridgewater Triangle and then move on to another topic. Okay, sounds good. So this is, like I said, the last episode on this. So I wanted to go through all of the sightings and experiences that happened in the area like
1: and you're not going to repeat yourself.
0: Yeah. I'm trying not to. I know. I think there's might be one experience in here that might be the same as what I've talked about before. Okay. But I'm not 100% sure. So I just is put it in here. Is it
1: an owl and Swamp Gas and Bigfoot and
0: It aliens? is a Bigfoot incident, but it's so... Not in the swamps. It's so brief that I don't know if I I said it in the last one or not. Okay. So I'm just going to repeat it because it's not that big of a
1: deal. Yeah. It's no big deal. Continue to listen to this episode. Right. So like I
0: mentioned before, this Bridgewater Triangle is claims to so many like paranormal ghosts and poltergeist type stuff or UFOs or mysterious animals or animal mutilations. And there's also apparently a recent more recent history of a mysterious unmarked helicopter in the area.
1: I was going to say cop car, but helicopter (laughs) is pretty legit.
0: So the first place I'm going to mention, because this I was going to try to do this whole topic on this one spot, but a lot of the stories I were finding seemed like they were
1: in different areas. So that's kind of why I just decided to wrap it all up in one. Okay, so I'm going to do what I've done in all of your Bridgewater Triangle episodes. I'm going to guess what it is. Okay. This is Billy's Backwoods Helicopter Rides. He built the helicopter by himself. That's why it's unmarked. <laughs> it is totally unsafe, but you can go for a helicopter ride for like a hundred bucks. That would be sweet. Uh but it's would not it? That. No. Okay. It's not that.
0: <laughs> so this is um the Freetown State Forest. It's also called like the Freetown Fall River State Forest. Okay. If you look it up, um, that's a really long name. So I shortened it to the Freetown State Forest. Okay. So the forest has reportedly been the site of cult activity, oh neat, including animal sacrifices, ritualistic murders, and also a high number of suicides. Okay, um, not cool. No, local Native Americans have claimed that there has been an odd and evil of events that have transpired in the forest for over three hundred and fifty years. Um, many think that they that this could be caused by a tribal curse, and. Some think that it's linked to the results of the way the Native people were treated by colonial settlers, mm. which I think that could be probably pretty viable. <laughs> I would agree with that statement, yes. Um, so some things that have happened in this area, local graves have been disturbed, and then the skulls were stolen, and in some cases, the remains were found in Freetown Forest. Mm. So, like, that's wild. So you're, like, taking... Indian burial ground bodies. It doesn't even sound like it might not even just be like that. It could just be from the local cemetery. They're taking bodies. And just dumping them in this forest. And bringing them to the forest. As a sacrifice to the devil, I would assume it would be some sort of sacrificial or, or some
1: sort of weird ritual. What is so sacrificial? Yeah, it has to be a ritual because like, what be is some... so sacrificial about a dead person? Anyways, everyone has, everyone knows you have to be alive to sacrifice yourself. I mean that's true. <laughs> and since the 1980s, many
0: instances of cattle and goat sacrifices have been recorded by the Freetown police in this
1: area. Oh. Do they eat the meat, at least, of the cattle? I don't think so. No. It's just wasted. Probably. They just waste that food when there are starving children in Africa and in, clearly, the United States because (laughs) no one can buy groceries. (laughs) So here's
0: a couple of the instances of the animal mutilations, particularly in Freetown and Fall River. So it sounds like, essentially, I think it's two cities that both are in the same state forest area. That's why it's called the Free Ty- Town
1: Fall River State Forest. Yeah, because I know that Fall River is a city. Right. And that's about it.
0: So there were two instances in particular from 1998 that I'm going to talk about. The first was a single adult cow was found butchered in the woods. Uh, the second is a little bit more strange. Um. This instance was a group of calves were discovered in a clearing grotesquely mutilated, potentially from a ritual sacrifice.
1: A group? So like multiple? Multiple calves. So were they stolen or like like someone literally just purchased a bunch of cows to slaughter? I wouldn't
0: assume that they
1: purchased them. Because they're already going to kill them for sacrifices anyway. Right.
0: Like, I'm not going to pay a bunch of money to murder this cow for sacrifice and leave it
1: here. Maybe you're going about your ritual sacrifices in a reasonable manner that doesn't really affect anyone else but yourself. Maybe. maybe. You know, maybe. Maybe you're just buying your own cow. Maybe you are just buying your own cow. I feel like that's the most reasonable way to be in a cult.
0: (laughs) So, uh, the Bridgewater Triangle also has a history of about 300 years of UFO sightings. Ooh. Um, That's a long time. I think I mentioned some in the other episodes. So, I just kind of wrapped up with what I had found in this one website. Um, The first UFO sighted over the Bridgewater Triangle was in 1760, and it was described as a sphere of fire that cast shadows in broad daylight.
1: Oh. Oh, geez. So, like, we're in the 1700s, and they're like, there is a ball of fire in the sky that's not the sun. Yes. <laughs> and it's casting a shadow. <laughs> and it's casting a shadow like a cloud. In broad daylight. It's like daytime. So the sun and the cloud. It's a second sun.
0: It's a second sun. We have a second sun now.
1: Yeah. Okay. Sure. It's
0: not the regular sun. Maybe in sun.
1: the 1700s, we're just all stupid, and we, like, maybe all the books were burned, uh, there was a second sun and it burned out. Maybe we didn't know that. <laughs> Maybe
0: we didn't know. Um, another UFO was sighted on Halloween night in 1908 by two undertakers. Okay, graveyard people.
1: They just digging holes in the night. And... Yeah, I didn't really find much else about that, but that's kind of interesting. Like, they're Okay, so let's like, let's paint the picture for it. So, we're two... Undertakers. Undertakers. We're sitting there. and We're digging our holes for the next day funerals. funerals. Yeah. We- it's Halloween, but we don't care because we're mm-hmm. grave diggers and we're
0: used to spooky things.
1: Yeah. Like, we pretty much live in a cemetery. And then, all of a sudden, you're in the hole and then the person out- who's outside of the hole is like, Yo, Joe, what the fuck is that? And, like, then you have to awkwardly climb out a six foot deep hole... To see what it is. Maybe I was only
0: like four feet down.
1: Yeah, maybe he wasn't that like far yet. Yeah. You know you know. Yeah, exactly. And then they saw a UFO
0: <laughs> on Halloween night. That's the spookiest tale. It is. Um, dozens more of UFOs have been seen in the vicinity from the nineteen sixties through present day. And there was a more recent sighting of red lights flying erratically through the
1: sky. A drone. A drone. I like how I'm trying to discount all of your alien sightings to today. It.
0: <laughs> um, so at the beginning of the story, I mentioned that black helicopter, or the yeah. mysterious unmarked helicopter. Billy's Backwoods helicopter rides. I love that. So local resident Mary Lou Jones Drown. What? Is her full name. L- Larry. Mary Lou. Mary Lou. Jones Drown. Jones Drowned. D. Yeah. There's no D. It's just Drown. Like a singular, to drown.
1: Well, like, well, maybe Mary Lou Jones drowned. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Um, Maybe that's all the story is. So she reported
0: hearing a very loud helicopter noise in Rehoboth, I think that's Rehoboth, on June 25th, 2002. Okay. No helicopters were apparent in the air when the noise was heard.
1: Um... Like she called the cops. Like I think she went outside. Okay, so she's like, I didn't see any helicopters, but I definitely heard one. Yeah, so she was. Well, able I do that all the time. <laughs> so she was able to locate other witnesses
0: who told her that the mysterious helicopter was equipped with spotlights, and there were they were seen flying over Palmer River School. Um one local farmer reported two black helicopters s- with spotlights flying in a formation above the trees.
1: So if it's only two helicopters, how is it a formation? What's their formation? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that too. Like if it was three and they're like in a triangle pattern like Right, but what's two? A line, a line next to each other. A, you know, just hanging out, just chilling. Two bros sitting in a hot tub five feet apart because they're not gay.
0: And social distancing. <laughs> and social
1: distancing. <laughs>
0: um, the choppers seem to come from the southeast area of, from Mount Hope Bay in Swansea. And another report described the helicopter as a gray camouflage or striped helicopter type. Oh,
1: this is so Billy's backwoods helicopter ride. Right? Like, who's gonna, like, I bet you he fucking built this out of scrap metal that he fucking found, spray-painted it, some, like, camo, uh, like... He spray-painted... So here's the thing.
0: He spray-painted it black first, and then he tried to take it up and see, like, how his helicopter flew, and then he came back down and he tried spray-painting it in gray camo, and it just, you know... Because he didn't want anyone to see him in the middle of the night. Yeah. Duh. I think this is the weirdest story part of this, because... The website was trying to claim this is all, like, this some secret military thing, but this is the only proof they gave me.
1: Also, what military is spray-painting their helicopters camo gray? <laughs> Arctic ones. <laughs> Wouldn't it, shouldn't it be camo white? I mean, what if the sky's With really some gray? Hints of gray? Probably. I feel like if you spray paint your helicopter gray, the only times you can fly it is at dusk or dawn.
0: I feel like that's true. <laughs> um, But no, like, this was a whole story that I'm sure there's probably more out there to it. But the couple sites I was trying to use, like, I couldn't find any more information, but they were trying to say that this is, like, some big military conspiracy about this helicopter. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to bring it up because it's interesting, but...
1: No, I... like. Like also, if the government was trying to hide a helicopter, they wouldn't use a helicopter. <laughs> Helicopters are loud as fuck. They are loud as fuck. And if they're trying to be sneaky about fucking anything, they ain't using no helicopter, right? right? So, <laughs> I, I no, I don't think it's a uh, no. It's definitely Billy's Backwood helicopter rides. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing about it. Like you've seen those people on Live Leak. I don't want I don't watch live leak but I hear things about people building their own helicopters and it's not going well. <laughs> I'm sure it happens. Um so now we're going to move on to
0: a little bit more bigfoot and these are just like little bursts. Each thing is just a little burst except t- towards the bottom when I tell you more about some other things. Okay. Um so little- there have been bigfoot sightings in the area. Um this is the one I think I may have told before. Uh, one man claimed to see a half-man, half-ape creature entering the woods near the swamp in 1978. Yeah, from the swamp. Yeah. And then maybe this one, too. A uh, local resident, John Baker, also reported seeing a large hairy beast in the river while he was canoeing. Yes. Okay. I thought I might have, but I was like, I'm going to add it just in case. This one I don't think I said at all. In an earlier report from the 1970s, one creature allegedly picked up the rear end of a police officer's car with
1: two officers inside. Oh, neat. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine? Imagine all the paperwork that has to go along with that. They're like... Dude, a guy in a gorilla suit fucking picked up our car like she- The back end of our car picked it up. What
0: was he doing with it? Was he just picking it up to drop it? Was he picking it up to like- Scare him? Yeah. Was he bouncing him up and down in it? Like trying to make a cool ride?
1: (laughs) Oh my god. This is West Coast Customs. <laughs> this car about to bounce. <laughs> Maybe he was trying to pretend he was hydraulics. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he was doing. <laughs> redneck <laughs> hydraulics. <laughs> redneck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like the, the redneck hydraulics of I'm just gonna pick up your car and then like if I hide behind the car enough, your video camera can't catch me actually lifting it, so it looks like your car. It looks car like is- your cop car so cool. Yeah. It's like pimp my cock cock car (laughs) yes pimp Pimp your cock car pimp my cop car i like cock better cock car cock car um the tongue twister it really is
0: (laughs) (laughs) try saying that five times fast um there's also been a sighting of a phantom dog
1: oh does it have a trench coat um no he seems angry oh it doesn't oh is it was it a demon
0: dog i think
1: it could be okay so here's the story all right i'm ready in
0: 1976 an abington resident reported seeing a large phantom dog with red eyes it was seen killing two ponies oh yeah the witnesses so the witness the ponies owner so the person who owned them said that the beast ripped out their throats and was almost as big as the ponies himself like that itself oh
1: yeah no it's a it's demon dogs
0: Um, Abington officer Frank Curran, police officer, he engaged the suspected animal and fired his weapon and it had no effect on the animal.
1: Oh, yeah. Totally a demon dog. Totally. I also heard... We've talked about this before. If you haven't listened to it, listen to whatever episode that was. I heard
0: on a podcast that there was another black dog story from this area and I now can't find it. Like, I couldn't find any information of it except for that podcast and i don't remember which podcast it was listening to because i was listening to it on my way to work the other day yeah i think it was lore okay um and i really wanted to try to find it to add it into here but i could not find it when i googled it and i couldn't remember what podcast it was at the time but so there's been other stories of a black dog in the area yeah yeah so, there have also been mysterious lights in the area. One of the most common phenomenons observed in the area are called spook lights.
1: Spook lights.
0: Or will-o'-the-wisps. Okay. Or ghost lights. Okay. They're called those three different names. Okay. The phenomenon t- typically is seen in boggy or swampy areas. Swamp gas? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but the mysterious lights also appear along the train tracks every January.
1: Ooh. Like every day on every January month? All I'm not sure if it's days. every
0: single day or not. It just seemed really bizarre that it's only in January. Yeah. Um, Foxfire has also been observed in the swamps. Okay. So are these like orbs? I think they're kind of orby. So if you think of a Will-O-The-Wisp yeah. ball, it's just like a tiny little orb that pops up and it kind of just like seems to like want you to follow it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because we've talked about it in previous foresty episodes. Right. So, yeah. No, that's creepy. hmm Does it want to... It- oh, you know what it wants? The Wisps want you to follow it onto the train tracks so that you get ran over by a train. That's definitely what it wants. Yep. Definitely. We figured it
0: out. Done. Okay. Solved it. The Bridgewater Triangle is also home to a surprising amount of rocks with weird and interesting history. Rocks? In my research, I found five. Okay. Okay. I'm going to tell you about three. <laughs> Oh, you're not going to tell me about all five? The other two had a very short, brief blurb. Like, the last one does, too. But, like, I just... I didn't know if they... If you're they like, it's a fucking
1: rock. Like, no big They deal. almost
0: seemed similar to the other rocks. So these ones seemed like the more, like, interesting ones.
1: Okay. And so there's, like, multiple things of these rocks. Like, I can go to, like, the riverside of... And just pick up, like, this rock and have, like, good fortune? No. Because this one that I'm about to tell you is huge.
0: Okay. They're all huge. Okay. So the first one I'm going to talk to you about is Dighton Rock. Let me grab a picture of it for you.
1: Are these like um up north where there's like limestone deposit rocks? This one is just a big rock.
0: Just a big ass rock. With carvings on it.
1: Oh, so they didn't put the carvings on no. it. Dude, that's fucking crazy. So I'm going to tell you about that's that some one. some crazy looking ass drawings on it, too. Yeah, they're wild. What year was that? I'm going to tell you about it. Okay, sorry. That's fine. I got distracted.
0: So we're going to talk about Dighton Rock first. The first reference to Dighton Rock dates back to 1680. Oh, wow. Um, And I don't know if I'm correctly pronouncing that, but that's how it kind of looks like it's spelled to me. So I'm going to say it like that. Yeah. So I had to look this up, too, because the first thing it told me is Harvard graduate John Dansforth spotted the nearly five foot tall and 10 foot long rock in what was, was once the town of Dighton. I didn't know Harvard was that old. Is it? It's like Harvard was founded in like 1639 or something like that. Oh, neat. So it's a very old. So like he was a recent Harvard Harvard graduate and he found this rock.
1: Before America? Is it America 1774?
0: I googled it because I was like, when was Harvard? Because I was so confused. Harvard.
1: Yeah. America was... It's older than America. It is older than America.
0: So Harvard was supposedly founded September 8th, 1636.
1: Older than America.
0: Isn't that really, like, mind-boggling? Like, I just couldn't figure that out. But I'm going to keep telling the story anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the rock was large and covered in strange carvings. Danford made a drawing of its, of, of its carvings, um, which showed only the uppermost section of it because at the time that he found it, it was partially obscured by water. So it was in the water at the time he found it.
1: Okay. So it's like near like a shore bank.
0: Yeah. It was in water. Um, if believe it was, a, it told me the beach it was and I just didn't write it down. So. As for who created the carvings and what they mean, there have been more than three dozen theories. Danforth's, Danforth suggests that the stone was the work of Native Americans. He thought the carvings showed an encounter and battle with visitors, visitors who arrived on a ship.
1: Which... How far is this off the coastline?
0: Because, like, here's a picture with, like, eight well, grown some- men by this rock. It's huge.
1: Yeah. Well... So it's near Harvard, right?
0: I would assume.
1: In Cambridge, right? It was said it was
0: in Dighton. It's, I don't think it's an actual city anymore. So we
1: want to go on a road trip and just go look at a rock, right? Yeah,
0: we want to okay. go look at three rocks. All right. So that seems like it could be a very plausible explanation for what's why what the carvings are on the rock. Yeah. Others have... Insisted that the story must be more creative than that. Uh, The 18th century educator Ezra Stiles saw that the stone was... He thought it was proof of a visit from ancient Phoenicians. What? And I tried Googling what that was because I could not understand it. And it just seemed like it was like an ancient people. It was an ancient Mediterranean civilization. Finnish? Like... It's spelled like that. Phoenician? But it's... When I was looking at how to pronounce it, it was pronounced Phoenician. But I think it could be Phoenician. Another theory is very similar. So, basically, the theories are the same, that it was carved by, like, an ancient people. Some people think it was Vikings.
1: Wow, that's a long... That would be way sooner than 1600s.
0: Yeah. Um, others think it could have been
1: Native Americans, you know, the Portuguese. people who owned
0: the land prior to us. I mean, that's the best theory to, in my thought. Okay. But, um, <laughs> other people think it could have been Portuguese, Chinese, or Japanese visitors. Huh. A- ancient ones. All right. Sounds good. And of course, people think it could have alien origins. Well, duh. How do you spell this rock's name? D-I-G-H-T-O-N. I think it's Dighton. So during the construction of the dam of a dam, they were building a dam. The rock was removed and housed in a small museum located within Dighton Rock State Park. So they, it now has its own museum in the, in a state park. And like in that museum, there's like all of the theories all around it. Like you can just read every single theory.
1: Yeah. Can we talk about one of the drawings on here? Sure. How it looks like a lady with boobs.
0: (laughs) Which one? I want to see it.
1: Um, it's like the, uh, it's like the hourglass figure and it has two X's on its chest and then it has a circle of its head and it looks like eyes and then it has two lines that look like hair. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you mean. All right. And then, like, it, I could see, like, I don't know, maybe like a fish. Like a weird fish I at the top. I don't really see. It literally looks like if you gave a child. A sharpie. And then you told them to draw on your wall. (laughs) And that's how I would describe the markings on this rock. They're really crazy wild. Yeah. But,
0: yeah. Are you ready for the next rock? Yes. This one is going to blow your mind with the way it looks. All right. The next rock that we're going to talk about is called Profile Rock. All right. Typing it in. It is the most
1: recognizable feature within the forest. Oh, that's creepy. But that's sort of like everything around it sort of looks like it just sort of fell into that position. Or did it fall apart? It got destroyed. I don't know. It just looks like it's... There's pictures of it having collapsed. Yeah. BT-dubs. But yeah, no, that's creepy. Damn. Like, look at this picture. Yeah, that's the one I'm looking at in my Google search. There's a picture of Mount Rushmore, by the way. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> All right. So, what, what? Tell me more about the the rock with the face. So the rock literally looks like the pro- lo- the profile of someone's face. Local legend. If you
0: look straight at it, does it not look like a face? <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay. Local legend claims that the Native American ghost, there's Native American ghost dancers in various warrior dress that dance around the rock. It okay. is also has a historical significance. This was the place where the, God, I, know, I knew how to say this earlier today. Wampanoag historic, his, yeah, I'm going to say Wampanoag, um, which is the Native American people in that area. It's um, a place where historical figure Anawan received a prize wampum belt. The wampum belt was subsequently lost during the clash with colonials. And some say that the loss of the belt has caused significant anger among the ghosts and warriors whose spirits roam the Bridgewater Triangle region.
1: Okay. Um,
0: There's a lot of, like, tales of, like, spirits and, like, Native American spirits and things in this area Like, you can hear drumming in some areas. That's kind of the most significant. When I was watching the one documentary with Jason, I thought they were telling me a much longer story, but I could not find it when I Googled, like, the history of this belt.
1: Yeah. So, it apparently collapsed in June of 2019. Pretty recent. Yeah. And, like, scientists are really confused as to why it collapsed and whether it was, like, a vandalism kind of thing or not. It could have been. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you about this one last rock.
0: And this is probably the last thing we're going to talk about, too. Okay. So
1: this rock is called Solitude Stone. <laughs> if it sounds like something I'd just sit on and think about. Like, you know that, like, thinking statue? Yes. <laughs> well, it's a little worse. Oh. Um. It's inscri- an ins-
0: inscribed stone located near Forest Street in West Bridgewater, It was found near the body of a missing person. Hmm. There's also, it's also known as the Suicide Stone. Oh, no. And there's an inscription on the stone that reads, All ye who in future days walk by Nankataskit Stream. I did not say that right. Nankataskit. I don't know how to say oh, that. Oh, it's just like, at a,
1: like look at, look at how the, how this is all set up. It's been up. moved to. Oh, okay. Like, it's like a cute little park that they just have a bench I next know. to and a stone. And it, they have like a little arch that says Solitude Stone where you can sit there and read the inscription on the stone. So
0: the stone inscription is, all ye who in future days walk by Nuncatescate Stream, which I know I said that wrong, but don't at me. Love not him who hummed his lay, cheerful to be the parting beam, but the beauty that he woed in this quiet solitude. And it's dated at the bottom with July 22nd, 62, but it's in Roman numerals. Yeah, I see that. And it's J-Y
1: and then Roman numerals 2262. So how do they know that J-Y is July? No idea. Maybe that's just a thing that we're not privy to the knowledge because we don't care enough. Could be. <laughs> um so these are
0: a few of like the tons and tons of stories that you could find. Like honestly, Google it. You could find millions of stories. But I don't want to go on for our entire podcast length.
1: Yeah. Um no I still have to tell my story. But
0: if you're interested, check it out because there's so much in that area and it would be a kind of interesting place to check out. Like I would be willing to go check out this area and see some of the stuff and...
1: Oh, yeah. Totally. We can make a road trip or right now during panic time... We could probably get a flight for like 40 bucks. We probably could... So I was Googling
0: the price to get to... Boston? No, I was Googling the price to get to Florida before like everything got crazy crazy. Just out of curiosity because I know like Disney's closed and everything. Yeah. It was like 80 bucks round trip. (laughs) Um...
1: But yeah, that is my, that's me. That's all I'm doing. Neat. I guess it's my turn as I look up flights to Boston. All right. So we are in Alaska. Ooh. Um, We are talking about the Golden North Hotel in, is it Skagway or Skaway? Skaway, I think. Even though there's a G in it? I think. All right. Sure. I just won't bring it up anymore. Is the G silent? I don't know. I've never... I didn't look it up. I got distracted by a movie with a Pete Davidson in it. It's pretty much Pete Davidson playing himself. I saw that movie. Is it on Netflix? It's on Hulu. Hang on. I saw that earlier. I'm going to play a pronunciation thing. This one says Skagway. All right. We don't, don't know. Skagway. Fuck it. All right. We're at Skagway. You know the Skags from Borderlands. They got weird fucking faces. I love them. I want one as a pet. <laughs> all right. Amber wants one as a pet. So, in 1896, the discovery of gold set off the Klondike Gold Rush, which saw roughly 100,000 prospectors flood into the territory, all with the hopes of striking it rich. I love prospectors. Uh, much of the traffic flowed through Skagway, which offered both deep water port and the most direct overland route to the gold fields. And the population of Skagway exploded, Mm. going uh, from 700 residents in 1897 to approximately 10,000 in 1898. Holy shit. What a boom. Uh, Right? It's that gold fever. Yes, exactly. So leading a very chaotic boom was a boom of ambition, corruption, lawlessness, shattered dreams, disease, and untimely deaths. Oh, fuck. So, built in 1898 on the southeast corner of 4th Avenue and State Street, the building originally housed the Klondike Trading Company, a business that started in 1897. It was one of several buildings representative of the Gold Rush heritage in the town. In 1899, the company advertised in the Daily Alaskan, by the way. (laughs) That's my favorite paper. I know. Isn't that awesome? The Daily Alaskan uh proclaiming to be the first line of groceries in alaska and blankets and robes of all kinds sizes and prices said groceries blankets and robes yeah that's all you can get i mean they had the essentials (laughs) they do have the essentials do they have toilet paper they are considered an essential business at this time in our current world too exactly i just need some i need some more robes and blankets for the apocalypse This uh, building did a thriving business in groceries and dry goods, and then the Golden North Hotel opened in early 1898. In the Daily Alaskan, the Golden North was presented as a step above the rough bunks and rowdy bars that characterized other local establishments at the time. Oh, so they're trying to be fancier. They're trying to be fancier. And it was pretty much a free-for-all, like, the other places were pretty much a free-for-all hostel that a reporter thought that a reporter had stayed in when joining, coming into the town and thought there were 78 men in the room when he woke in the morning. He said the room was the size of an ice rink, scattered with cots. Oh, that sounds lovely. I know, right? And on the other hand, the Golden North advertised large, comfortable rooms, no bars, no bunks, and making it a very popular option to those who wanted some privacy. I mean, I would want to stay there. In 1908, they apparently uh, picked it up and moved it. Oh, the whole thing? Uh, Apparently. I I was trying to look into this, and I didn't quite understand it, but it got moved to Broadway and Third Street, where it currently resides. During this move, renovations occurred, uh, added the third floor and the dome... In the center of the roof, the it, and it's like a gold dome to like represent the times. Oh, it's got to be fancy. It got to be fancy, and that's why it's called the Golden North. So there's not too much history, um, besides what I've already spoken of regarding the hotel. Okay. Besides that, like the dome roof has made it a distinctive landmark in Skagway. Uh. But due to the time that everything was occurring, there was a lot of deaths and a lot of, like, riots. And, like, I had read of um, just a fight that occurred in the street of, like, six shots in the air because, like, some guy came home to his woman with someone else. Like, it it was lawless. Yeah. So that's where a lot of the hauntings come from and specifically... I could have talked about literally this whole town with hauntings. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. But I was trying to keep it short for time today. Right. Um, because I have to get this edited, maybe, in theory. We might be late, but that's okay. Yeah. So, just speaking of the Golden North Hotel. I kind of love a prospector town. Yeah. Kind of love the idea of it. Yeah. So, there's actually... So, this is, like, information that I heard. So, it's called the... So it's called, like, the Red Onion or something. And it is a... It was a brothel. It, 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 oh. was, it was the other building that I was, like, debating, talking about today. It was a brothel. And so today, they offer ghost tours and tours of, the like, the city. And, like, they'll actually have women in, like, saloon girl outfits taking you around the town. That's so cool. And giving cool. you tours. First of all... Do that story. Second of all, let's do that tour. All right. So back to this story. There are a tale of two hauntings at this hotel. Uh, One tale involves a prospector referred to Klondike Ike. Wow. What an original prospector name. Right? He traveled to Skagway with his fiancee, Mary. And Mary took up residence at the Golden North Hotel in room 23 while Ike headed out on a 500-mile journey to the gold fields. Holy shit, that's a long journey. Yeah, I don't even know where... Where did they even get gold? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> Everywhere? Yeah, it kind of depends. Yeah. So, time passed, and Ike did not return as planned, and Mary got worried and started becoming reclusive in her room, hiding away from the, like, local... They referred it to as, like, riffraff... So, like, maybe, like, she just didn't want to get involved with, like, the crowd that was the town at the time. Probably. Um, and so, in some of the articles that I read, sometimes these two stories differ. But nonetheless, she passed away, whether it was from being reclusive just by herself in her hotel, her hotel room, or she had caught pneumonia and died um, in the dress that she had planned to marry in. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. So, Mary can be seen roaming the halls of the hotel and has appeared in, uh, to various hotel employees, mainly the maids and maintenance men. Uh, one time, the owner and one of the maids saw Mary standing in the window in room 23, looking out the window as if waiting for her fiancé to return. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Uh, one hotel guest and his girlfriend... um. He had his girlfriend take a picture of him while standing there, standing in an empty third floor hall. Uh, when the picture was developed, there was a detailed apparition of a young woman standing right behind him, um, which is assumed to be Mary. Other people who were visiting, who have visited room 23, have felt a sensation of being choked, um, waking up in the middle of the night. Same. But not for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, that would be awful. I would hate that. Oh, yeah. No, I'd be like panicking if I woke up and I felt like I couldn't breathe. Yeah. So it is assumed to be uh, a feeling that you're suffering pneumonia. Oh, okay. That would make sense. So like, like I did read an article where both stories sort of blurb together where she was waiting for her husband to come home and then she came down with pneumonia and she was bedridden and she never left the room. Kind of thing that probably and sounds, sounds how more like logical. Yeah, it, it, for it both. does. Yeah, like
0: she could have been reclusive and had
1: pneumonia. Yeah, well, like if I'm like sick as fuck, I don't want to leave my room either. So, <laughs> so I me, mean, yeah, same. There have been other reports of mysterious noises and cold spots. We're moving on to room fourteen. Okay, <laughs> so room fourteen. Some people believe that it's Mary. Some people believe that it is another entity, but it is a female entity. In room 14 as well. Okay. Guess it employees claim that there is a strange light that occurs in this room. It is a grayish light form that moves around the room at night. The light is most evident late at night and early in the morning, just before dawn. Um to some it appears as a sparkle or a small light that twinkles on and off. Oh, sparkle's cute. I know, right? Uh and others, it appears as an orb of light. I like the idea of a ghost appearing as a little twinkle. Like a little yeah. sparkle. Just like a little sparkle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's like your fairy godmother. <laughs> I love that. Or a wisp taking you away into the night to die. That's a little scarier. Yeah? Just a little bit. But like it possibly could be. It could be. But just like a cute little like twinkly sparkle. Yeah. So, there has also been seen a full-body apparition in room 14 as well. Could possibly still be Mary. Um, And then, while staying in the room, hotel guests have felt really sick to the point of almost passing out. Um, Then, a grayish light form appears around them and gradually uh, fades away. The guests then suddenly don't feel sick anymore. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So the light usually triggers like an illness. Okay. Do you think that could be like the m- pneumonia, also, or just like nausea? It's a, it's a different room. It's like it's more of like nausea in this room. Okay. So, um, apparently you could still feel sick no matter what room you're fucking in. So, like, theoretically, if
0: the if the spirit was the same, if it was both Mary in both rooms, it could potentially be pneumonia. Or it could be the spirit of another woman who maybe died of something different. Yeah, exactly.
1: Of, like, the flu. (laughs) So, um, the last little, like, blurt that I have of this is that some ghost hunters spent the night in room 14. And the next morning, they found a ring around the tub that wasn't there the night before, as if an unseen entity took a bath. (laughs) They had not used the tub at all. I love that. Yeah. She just wanted to clean up. You know, like... Every girl needs a bath. Yeah, even if you're a ghost. And I bet you a hundred bucks that, like, some guy woke up in the middle of night, he thought he heard some weird noises, and he goes, I just need to relax. I'm just going to take a bath. And then it was him. And then he didn't want to admit it to the other ghost hunting people. He
0: didn't want to admit that he took bath? Yeah. He, he probably used a bath
1: bomb. Yeah. He just, he didn't want to come off as not very manly.
0: And then he was like, oh, no, um, that was definitely a ghost bath. Like, a A ghost definitely took a bath there.
1: Yeah. So that pretty much does it for the uh, Golden North Hotel in Skagway, Alaska. I like it. I wrote this story in an hour and a half. Skagway. 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 I am really interested
0: in prospectors and Western stuff.
1: Yeah. It's ghost related. All right. Well, maybe my next episode, I'll do like a couple little... Because, like, all of, like, it's very fairly short throughout the entire town of Skagway. But, like, I could do an episode with, like, a, like maybe, like, three little, like, blurts, That'd be fun. And then we can continue to talk about the town. Yeah. Like how you did the Bridgewater Triangle. I know. So fancy. I know. I know. Um, no, that'd be fun. Yeah. I like it. Well, this is your quarantine edition of the Marble Forest podcast. We hope you're all staying safe. And I take it seriously. Take it seriously, but like, don't panic. Don't panic. Don't buy all the toilet paper, guys. Like, I'm about to run out of. Well, I'm not about to run out of toilet paper, but like, I don't want to run out of toilet paper and not have toilet paper anymore. I don't want to have to go buy a bidet. <laughs> I don't want to have to shower every time I take a shit in my bathroom. <laughs> all right. So, if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. You can listen to us um everywhere everywhere that we know of to put our podcast if we don't know of it tell us of it yeah even if we don't know of it and you don't tell us of it you probably don't listen to us because you know we're not on that platform (laughs) (laughs) you can find us on social media
0: at. you can find us on Twitter at TheMFCast, Instagram at Marble Forest Podcast, and you can write in your own experiences to Marble Forest Podcast at gmail.com.
1: Yes, and you can also find us on Facebook.com slash Podcast. We do like to give a special thanks to Jenna who did our logo. You can find her on Instagram and not quite Etsy right now because I'm pretty sure she turned it off. I think she did too. Because apparently people wanted notebooks uh that we have talked so highly of <laughs> so maybe our fault hopefully hopefully in, it was our fault in theory uh cameron who did our music and then you the listener who listened to us in this trying time thank you thank you because we really appreciate it we do because i think this might be the i think this might be the one thing that keeps us sane it might during it very well might this time you never know. You could get weekly episodes if shit hits the fan. You could. We could just record from our living rooms. We could. Um, thank you, guys. And don't tempt fate. I didn't think of a thing to say. By buying a live... Eating livestock, friends? I don't know. What did it used to be? <laughs> don't tempt fate <laughs> by Bye.
0: buying all the toilet paper.
1: Buying all the fucking toilet paper. Save some for me. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.